Hello and welcome to another episode of Speaking Broadly. I am your host today, Tom Screech, and in today's episode, I'll be joined by Brooke Pinkney. Hello. Hi, Tom. And Crystal Worth. Hello to you. Hi, Tom. And how are you both doing? Very well, thank you. Yeah, great. Good. Thank you for Good. asking. And today we're talking about building relationships and why they're so important in our industry and how you can best establish a strong working relationship with your clients and prospects. So to get the ball rolling, Crystal, why do you think it's incredibly important to build a relationship with our clients? Uh, Broadly speaking, we work very much in partnership with our clients. In fact, we place them at the heart of everything that we do. We represent them in new markets and create opportunities for them to engage with new prospects. So to be able to do that, we need to work incredibly closely with them, as you've mentioned. We're representing them as advocates of their brand. So we need to be able to act very much as a seamless part of their business, um, really just to, to make us sound as credible and um, aware and knowledgeable about their business as possible. That's why we spend a lot of time investing um, our time, our passion and our energy into understanding them and their business very intimately. Okay, so when you talk about building relationships, what are the the, the key things to get right in order to build a relationship? I think honesty is absolutely integral to be able to understand what is important to them um, and to be able to represent them in new markets. We need to have a really honest relationship where we share everything um, openly with them, exploring their thoughts um, and share, you know, sort of feedback from every aspect of our our lead generation services for them with them it's very much a partnership I can't sort of stress that word (laughs) enough do you agree Brooke yes I do I think I'll just uh, elaborate on a couple of points that Crystal's just made there Um, being a strong brand advocate for our clients is is so important because that's how they uh, we are going to represent them on the phone um, and for our clients to uh, trust us put trust in us and um, know that we will be um, a strong brand advocate they have to see that firsthand Um, also I think you know, here at Broadly Speaking, communic- we're very transparent as a business and we, we, you know, collaborate very closely with our clients mm. or, you know, in partnership, like Crystal said. Um, and, and a big part of that is communication. Communication is absolutely key because as we know in sales and, and marketing, um, the strategy can change. It's, it's very fluid. Um, and the sales teams out there within our clients, they can, their strategies, um, can can change very frequently uh, their target audiences and so on so we have to be like crystal said the absolute seamless part of their team um we give them much more than just an outsourced um partnership we 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 make it very much an in-house um resource for them so part of what we've done with some of our clients is actually be embedded within their offices so we attend their sales teams we attend their strategy sessions we are in their offices we're on the phone in front of them so that i think really gives them peace of mind that we are you know professional 
um, and, and we're experts in our in our field. We work so closely with them that in the past, I know we personally, Brooke, as long as well as a number of the team members here, have even co-exhibited with our Absolutely. clients, which is great. You know, we're, we're there working alongside them, mirroring them, mm-hmm. but also bringing on board our expertise in our phone generation skills, mm-hmm. which can be very, very difficult and challenging. And I think that collaborative approach has been certainly successful um, in our experiences in the business. Here. Absolutely. I think we we learn a lot from the, the sales teams and, and their face to face experience, um, you know, what what they're actually looking to achieve out of their first appointments, because we are ultimately selling them highly qualified appointments with, mm. with large organizations around the world and senior decision makers that very are hard to reach absolutely and and actually you know being embedded within their sales teams and and understanding what they're looking to achieve out of those appointments actually runs through our appointment making skills and with combined with both skills field sales and telemarketing then we we execute an approach which means they go on meetings with their prospects at the right time at key stage in their sales process um and it's a very informed informed meeting and mm. we've seen much success from our clients of winning large contracts because they're meeting the right people there and, and that all comes down to our relationship with our clients and how we work with them every relationship has a start of course so what what are the key things that that you put in place or we put in place at the start of a campaign that builds such a strong relationship so before we start any new um, business relationship with a client we carry out a really rigorous um, day session with them can can stem into longer time frames if necessary Um, it's what we call a total prospect management workshop and we go in to if I'm honest with you, almost interrogate the client to put ourselves firmly in the prospect's shoes, um, what's positive, what's negative about them, what puts them in a different space from any competitors to ask them about um, how they internally communicate, share information, what's worked well in the past, what their ideal target audience would be, who they want to get involved with in front of. And then we sit down with all of this fantastic insight and intelligence intelligence and strategize to be able to work um, I'm going to use that word again in partnership um, to make sure that we can achieve the expectations of any campaigns it's a really insightful day and I think um, everybody comes away from it quite open-minded about the high level of detail that's been brought to the table Mm, I absolutely um we've been to many a workshop haven't we crystal um and actually as crystal said we we do we go there to challenge we challenge the proposition we challenge you know their position in the market we 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 challenge um you know what what differentiates them from their competition and and actually a lot of about 80 percent of the workshops that i've been to the the client has actually taken out much more than they thought they would from that Mm. that session with us it's 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 a valuable um valuable um activity for for them to do as well Mm. because it it gets them to rethink actually you know what are we looking to achieve are are we positioned right and we come out with um a sales approach so we're not scripted here broadly speaking which i think our clients really like because you know the team here are all from different backgrounds have very different expertise Mm. um, and we have leaders in each sector um it gives them peace of mind knowing that you know we're going to have a 
um, an intelligent conversation with with these senior people and and you know it comes across very natural and quite often what we pride ourselves in doing again to put ourselves in a very unique position and certainly aware that none of our competitors do this at the moment is we'll draw on one of the internal business development managers that have worked broadly speaking for a long time and make sure that their expert industry experience is applied to the client that we're working with so they absolutely are professional sales advocates for the client but they can talk in real terms about things that have happened to them when they worked in that industry mm. and that's very powerful mm. we speak to quite a few clients we've worked with very technical accounts haven't we crystal mm. um and and one of the you know talking about building relationships and we understand that you know our clients or the prospects before we start working with them they have to be you know really confident that we could articulate their proposition effectively over the phone to their prospects um a lot of um technical you know companies that maybe in the science and technology sector feel that their proposition their product or or services is too niche and a company like ourselves wouldn't actually be able to articulate their proposition which we absolutely take on board however we are experts in in sales we're experts in picking up the phone um and speaking to 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 different people around the world with that expertise combined with uh, an understanding of their um product or, or service you know puts us in a very positive position to to sell them um sell their proposition it's them at the end of the day that goes to sit down with their prospect and and actually do the you know the, the hard selling and then get into the technical specifications of the product or service it's opening that door that's what we're experts in opening the door and i think another distinct advantage point because we are working akin to the industries that we've all worked in before we're really sympathetic to their busy times of the day or peaks and troughs in their working day and their preferred styles of communication so we draw upon that you know we're, we're, we're very privileged that we work with a whole plethora of 20 first century sales techniques um, many of the more technical accounts in the first instance they prefer communication through written form you know an email or LinkedIn sales navigator to initiate that contact mm. so of course we'll use all of those resources drawn upon our previous experience of working in that mm. industry to mm. help us influence mm. them mm. more urgently mm. and more immediately than our comp- competitors looking further into the relationship then and when it comes to sort of the end of the contract with broadly speaking and retention what do you specifically do to make sure that that relationship is is as strong as it ever could be in the, in the end I think our retention rate is is testament to um, the amount of effort we put into client relationships. Some of the clients that we've been working with now have been engaged with, broadly speaking, for more than 11 years, uh, which is amazing. And it's very much a result of us having the constant transparency of what we're doing and setting very realistic, measurable key performance indicators or targets with our clients that are reviewed regularly to make sure that they are on point for what they're looking to achieve. Um, 
Brooke mentioned earlier about the fluidity of the way that we work with our clients. If markets change and something more pressing requires us to change our messaging because of our transparency in that very close relationship with our clients and the fact that we're not scripted, we are absolutely in the right situation to change ourselves to meet those needs, reflect them in some realistic KPIs and again report very honestly with our clients. And it's that honest relationship, high frequency communication and dedication from us that keeps us um, in close relationships with our clients for a long time. Absolutely. I completely agree with that, Crystal. It's um, the our it's our responsibility to not get complacent to not get content within a campaign like crystal said some of our clients have been working with us for over a decade um we it very much boils down to our core values here within broadly speaking and we all of us um you know we are responsible for nurturing our patch and for looking after our clients and being on top of everything um we we meet regularly we talk every day to our clients and you know we have formal reviews if if not more frequently but usually on a quarterly basis um and because we are more of an in-house feeling outsourced service we we're in tune with you know what our clients are doing what what they're you know we can anticipate if there's going to be some changes within um within our within our clients teams um you know we've we've got to be upfront and honest and and align ourselves with them and, and make sure that our service is still reflecting what what they're looking to achieve within their sales The other element that um, I find quite fascinating is the way that we're structured to support business development managers at a business development manager level. So by that, I mean that our team here are speaking to the um, sales teams who are on the road, who are attending appointments that we're setting for them. And that happens, as Brooks just mentioned, usually at least once a week. And there's a great reporting suite that's shared between those two um, bodies of people to make sure that we are setting information and securing information for them that's relevant around the appointment but then there's another layer in broadly speaking where we have more strategic account directors who are actually innovating and speaking to sales directors in our clients to help sure that sorry help make sure that we're achieving their three to five year um, targets and that ties back into something that's very important to us at broadly speaking that's about supporting our clients to build tangible realistic sales pipelines over three to five years you you mentioned about reporting what sort of systems do we have in place that that allow us to report with with the client at the drop of a hat okay um good question tom uh so we're we have actually built if i just take it back um a few years we have so many tools at our disposal now we use sales navigator we use linkedin we use twitter um, we use video marketing, e-marketing, um, and we we actually got challenged by one of our clients to, you know, how could we tie all this together? How could we put something together that can show complete transparency? And because at the core of what we do, we put the prospect at the center of everything. But how could a system reflect that? Because a CRM system doesn't really reflect that so we did a lot of research um and we came across um uh, a platform called zoho um 
It's very, very good because it's very customizable for every single one of our clients. We can build a complete custom view for them for their sales strategy and what they want to see. Um, so we've put um, an amalgamation of, of tools together and we now have a prospect management system called Omnia. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. And um, what it does is our, our clients have access to this. We record all of our activity. It holds all contract dates, all dates um, of reviews for, you know, all information that our clients need to see. And we gather this at our workshop session at the start of every single campaign. It holds all of that information. It holds um the buyer's grid. So we know that there can be these days um, up to seven influences in a, in a decision, any significant B2B purchase. Um, you've got um, up to a five-year pipeline view for our clients. So one of our clients is very important to them to enable them to forecast their um, growth and actually um, budget effectively. They can tap into Omnia, they log in and they can see up to a five-year view of opportunities that are in their pipeline. Um, it also shows you um, all of the activity around e email marketing, uh, e-shots. We do a lot of e-shots, um, construct some great-looking e-shots. And uh, these e-shots aren't just any e-shots. They're based on the conversations are team here have with prospects so we know that it's very relevant very timely and going to the right people so we can do tailored e-shots to finance directors to chief executives of officers in public or private sector we can it, it's so tailored um it, it's more like um a pursuit marketing model which you'd find in account-based marketing um it holds all of this information we can do any report you'd like um, to show pipelines and contracts and it's just a fantastic tool for us and our clients to use and hold all information in one place. And what's quite intuitive about it is that the analytics that we gather when we're sending out or circulating marketing, you know, for example, their, their newsletters that they may um, produce internally, we push that out, but it gives us the opportunity to look at and analyse the behaviours behind the prospects mm -hmm. that are opening those particular pieces of information and ultimately that enables a great opportunity for us to re-engage with them because it helps us to create another reason for calling them influencing them and pushing them closer towards committing to meeting our clients absolutely the it gives the the team um you know they they can own their patch they that they, they, they may have a conversation with a finance director who says actually the the gender pay gap is is quite relevant at the moment we're not really sure how we're going to approach this as an organization mm. so we can then do a tailored um message to all finance directors about our clients approach to the gender pay gap and, and how we're um, approaching that with clients um and it makes it so relevant as crystal said we can track monitor all behaviors um so within one view we can see the level of engagement from prospects what they're clicking on through the website you know what kind of makes them tick you know what's going to be important in the next call to to, to bring up and that's really important to our prospects because 
they want um, a, a nice conversation with somebody and, and actually talk about their challenges of because they want to get it off their chest. And if there's a solution out there, then we can match it you know, to what they're actually looking for. Mm. Um, but yeah, all sale, sales navigator activity, everything can be recorded in one place. It's really, really good tool. So moving on from, from clients then and, and into prospects, how do you build a relationship with your prospects and, and can get whatever information you need from them at, at any time? It's a long process in some cases and it takes a lot of dedication and determination from our team but their skills that they have in abundance we start by mapping a particular organization for our clients our prospects or in some cases we refer to them as suspects right at that stage so who is that business and within that business who are the key targets that we know our client would like to meet with uh, Brooke mentioned earlier that we know there are are many decision makers, especially in the current market, involved in any high value business to business transaction. And it's about us identifying them by that. I mean, actually who they are, what their name is and what is important to them in terms of their day to day responsibilities. Then we build information around them using the tools that Brooks mentioned before. So LinkedIn Sales Navigator, which gives us insight into their background, what their day to day responsibilities are, and even their personal interests so that we can communicate with them on a way that they are happy with and they feel engaged with. We then would build information such as their email addresses and use all of this ultimately to pick up the phone and speak to them and have a really intellectual conversation with them to understand what their challenges are, what their objectives are in their role and how the service or proposition that we're articulating would ultimately be able to support them to achieve that. One thing that we also take into consideration is that everybody has their own individual preferred community communication styles and we're um, very um, much bought into Colour Insights which is a process that allows us to pick up on people's um, communication preferences in our system we liken them to different colours and we train our staff regularly to make sure that they're adept at picking up these different um, signals in the communication that can be written as well as vocal and mirroring that because that immediately creates a more um, comfortable communication platform to to start that relationship with um it's about listening to them i remember when i first started working here our finance director said to me you know you've got two ears and one mouth you need to apply the same ratio when you're speaking to people and having a conversation ship uh, conversation with them um, and it's about understanding and listening to all of their sales signals building that trust relationship especially with multi-million pound um you know contracts or tenders can take a long time and I know certainly Brooke and I in the past have worked on relationships for more than three years Mm -hmm. but what that's meant to in terms of our clients at the end is tens to 20 million pound annual contracts with them that the investment of our time over that sort of two to three year um, time frame which seems fairly nominal and you know great opportunity to really get under the skin of what's important to that prospect which has great influence in power on behalf of our clients when they're actually following up that introductionary uh, relationship yeah no i completely agree Chris. just to um elaborate on a couple of things that you've said they've you've kind of encapsulated encapsulated it all um 
our best tool here to build relationships is a telephone is mm-hmm. to speak to somebody and find out about them but just going back to what crystal said about the the buyers um that are involved businesses are you know much more risk averse in the current climate um there's lots more to, to look at within contracts because there's if we look at a couple of the big um prospects for one of our FTSE 50 clients um the even a facilities management service has impact on their people you know on the financials so there's a lot to look at so we we completely appreciate some of these sales processes can take 18 to 24 months some of our other clients a sale can be made within a month so the relationship is built a lot quicker um, but we still use the telephone but looking at the buyers so there may be seven or eight different people involved in the in the buying decision but they usually fall in a in a couple of categories so there's the economic buyer the technical buyer the coach and the user buyer um and all of there might be multiple of each buyer involved in a decision but like myself and crystal and the team here we're talking to procurement directors we're talking to finance directors we're talking to um heads of facilities management heads of estates and they all have very, very different roles, which means we would need to have a very different conversation with them. You cannot use a one size fits all in our job. No. So when having a conversation with someone in procurement, um, they're, they're going to be very analytically driven. They're going to be looking at specifications of a contract. Um, and, and it's going to be a conversation where we need to be very well informed before we pick the phone up so it's about that research about that understanding um for us to have an informed conversation with them and speaking to finance it'll be completely different the impacts on on their role but it's it's uh, sometimes we have conversations which last half an hour with these buyers and it's it's about being human you know they are just people they have their challenges they have you know their the joys of the job and so on it's about us listening as crystal said listening to you know what what keeps them awake at night and if they had a magic wand say what what would they like it to look like so we have to listen and and empathize and and you know understand what what is what's going to drive them to look at our client's product or service and it's our job and it may take four or five conversations like crystal said sometimes it can be quite a while but we're patient and we know that it does you know it will come off in the end and actually being patient and going along with your prospects timeline will inevitably get you a very much better opportunity um and it's not just about revenue for our clients is about profit so we're looking at profitable companies who they'd like to work with and this is why we meet up with them a lot but building relationship with prospects i think it comes down to uh, an understanding of of what they do who they are what the company does um an understanding of how they like to be communicated with picking up the telephone and having a conversation with them and and just being human <laughs> Yep, I absolutely agree. So one final point from both of you then. If if someone was looking at how to build better relationships and, and wanted to know one key bit of advice, what, what would it be? Gosh, another good question, Tom. Mm-hmm. I think the 
best thing is listening and taking the time to really understand and, and being involved in listening actively not just saying yes mm-hmm, and being absent-minded it's about asking questions if you're not 100% sure um, it's about listening to what's important to them and it's about working very collaboratively so that you can combine both your skill sets and expertise to drive the best results mm. I would say that if somebody was struggling with relationship building within their accounts are you really confident that you know who all of the buyers are I think that is an absolute key point here because it's relationship building to another level because understanding what's important to five buyers is very different to understanding what's important to one or two because I can guarantee you with our past experience that someone will come out of the woodwork, a buyer will come out of the woodwork at the last minute who has the, um, they can veto the whole process so it's are you confident you understand who the buyers are what they do and what they're looking for and have you managed to influence all of those buyers on on different levels well thank you very much guys i think we've gone over some brilliant topics thank, thank you, you tom thank, thank you tom well Thanks for listening. If you want to take a further look at how we tackle total sales, then just head over to our website. It's broadly-speaking.com. We're also on Twitter at Broadly. Just search Broadly Speaking on Facebook and LinkedIn to find us there as well. Our podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, to be honest, wherever you really get your podcasts. And you can also download our podcasts early and listen to them offline. Just visit our website.